0: Hi Creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. And I'm Philip Landry. And this This is is Open Shutters! Scary ghosts, creepy serial killers, all things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. <laughs> well, welcome, creep creepsters, to our very first podcast, Open Shutters. Feel You excited? Oh, am I excited? I could tell. The veins are popping out of his head. He's so excited. But, Phil, you stay excited, don't you? Most of the time. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good, because that's what we need. Because even though, we're going to be covering some dark shit. In this episode. Dark. Dark, dark, dark. dark, Disturbing. Jet black. And this whole month. The theme of this month is pure evil. You know, sometimes people do things and kill people and they have reasons, like maybe they defending themselves or maybe they defended their child or something like that. But these four cases in the next four episodes are going to be people who have murdered just for pleasure or for personal gain or for greed. Just sheer dehumanization. Sheer of others. dehumanization. of others. I, 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 You know, treating the person at, like they're a mosquito that they swap, swat or something like that. Swat it is, not swap, right? Anyway, before we go on, I wanna thank and to do a little shout out to explain. Let me explain first this. This is how I got interested in podcasts. With the COVID-19, you know, we all got furloughed and we were stuck in the house. Oh my, yeah. Yeah, and Philip, you know, there's only so many times you can binge Tiger King. Wait, no, I love some Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That bitch. No, wait, hold it, hold it. We got, we can't be mean to Carol Baskin. Okay, All those say, cool cats. All right, Carol, Carol, you're probably a really nice lady. And we do know right. that your cats eat very, very well. Yes. That's all we can say. <laughs> and sardine oil
1: is infective.
0: Oh oh, 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 you are so bad. But anyway, I started getting into podcasts, and I discovered a couple of them. Some of my favorites are "Scared to Death" with with Dan and Lindsay. That one's really cool. They talk about the ghosts and everything. And then there's also "Decoder Ring," which talks about pop culture. They even talk about Baby Shark. There's Baby a whole, Shark for real. A, a whole episode dedicated to Baby Shark. They haven't killed Baby Shark yet. They have not killed Baby Shark. He's gonna yet. survive, isn't he's he? Gonna, he's surviving. They have an episode on Karen's. A whole episode on Karen. Wow. They, 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 they have episodes on on um, metrosexuals. Episode on Friends of Dorothy. So, yeah, a whole so, episode on Judy Garland and how she's and how gay men are friends of Dorothy. So anyway, um my favorite one is called Morbid, and it's a true crime podcast. And it's Ashley. And Elena, the two girls who run it. And they are really, like, super, super cool. Ashley and Elena, we love you. Both of us love you. We love y'all, darling. Love you to death, baby. (laughs) Now, okay, before we get started on our story, there's a couple things we want to do. First, what I want to do is I want to mention a couple of news stories that I saw. And uh, this first one is rather, I guess it's rather disturbing, especially if you're a police officer. Uh, this woman, this this uh, homicide police officer from DC, was murdered by his wife, and then she killed herself. What'd you think mm. of that? That's that's that's, that's, that's kind of creepy. That's something for the creepsters, huh? Kind of creep, kind of tragic though. Just it's it's just sad too. It, kind of, it yeah. is. It is because yeah. um, according to what some of the neighbors say, they they were really nice people. But before she came, about. About nine hours before she killed him, she posted something on social media. And, um, by the way, let me give you their names, too. Uh, She's uh, Christina Lynn Francis, and he's... um, These things on there. He is... uh, What's his name again? Oh, Timothy Eugene Francis. And... The sheriff's deputies say he was one of the best homicide cops around and a really, really nice guy. And people said that they never thought there was any trouble in their marriage. But she posted a video on the couple's, um, on, on, uh, couple's eight, April 9, 2017 wedding in Santa Monica, along with a statement that seemed to indicate trouble. Mm. This day meant everything to us, she wrote in a Facebook post. Rife with misspellings, including misspellings of her own name. The marriage was put together for a great reason. She wrote that the couple belonged together always. And she said, I love you and what we had together. We had six years of experience, memories, and should have taken precedence over everything. And everything we did, but got lost in petty. And they just have one here. They just have expletives. I wonder what she said. You believed was a mistake. Now, um... Well, she she's clearly was hurt. I mean she clearly was hurt. There was pain there. I'm not saying
1: what she did was right, but there was definitely yeah. this is different than what we're gonna be later on looking at. No, this there. is nothing like this what is we've nothing been talking about. Like. any of these. This yeah. is definitely more of where we're dealing with someone having a personal pain and acting out in a way uh hopefully um I mean, there's nothing to do. I mean, she, you said she killed herself,
0: yeah. She's she committed so suicide after she, so killed yeah, her. there's
1: there's nothing that we can do on this side to to find yeah. out what happened or and get those answers why. But hopefully, hopefully, they may be some
0: um psychics out in that area, somebody say, that ends up helping in the article. Spirit. I don't think they had any children, it seemed like they were only married about three years. She mentions about six years, so they probably lived together the first three and then married the second or the last three. And it seemed as though... I don't know, some more may come out about it, but something was happening in their marriage and she well, was she was really upset. That would about be very it. horrifying. I'm wondering those, if it for was... for children
1: a, if they were if they were yeah. involved. That would be
0: Yeah. I don't think uh and uh I don't know, maybe he had a mistress or something because she is acting pretty much like a woman in scorn. But anyway, that's um it's a tragic case and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep on following it and see what happens if they find out any more stuff. Now um You had something you were reading before we started taping, and you won't read it, and it's so good. Well, okay.
1: I mean, I'm I'm not going to read the story, but I'll give the name. I'll give where it's at. It's easy to go look up. So apparently there was a politician who, uh, by the name in Hungary... Whose last name was I think I would say it's Seizure. I may be butchering the butchering the name. That's I butcher but, those foreign. But apparently, he, <laughs> European. And- he was on I guess the cabin or whatever for the the main guy Orban, and this is all happening in Hungary. And Hungary is really, right now, you know, some of the political stuff there is pretty anti LGBTQ. Yeah,
0: going it, on. Very communist too. Huh? Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I'm. Maybe some, but maybe, maybe like, almost fascist. Maybe yeah. a little more fascist. Well, happening. you know that's that's all, There's always here, thin really lines, right? Yeah. But anyhow, so he's all involved with this anti-LGBTQ platform going on in Hungary, and they just recently found him escaping out of a window and across the gutter, leaving a 25 man orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Some neighbor said there was a nighttime. Did you
0: see a picture of this guy? Disturbance. I uh, want to know what he's got that he can get 25 men.
1: I don't know. He looks like something scary that would be, be, be at a blackout. Yeah, party, well, it, I mean, it's
0: hungry, you know. It's, you know, <laughs> yeah. 25 men? How do you, with 25 men, it's, it's I, you don't have enough resources. <laughs> i don't know I mean, it's just
1: 25 total so it was him and then 24 others is according to the
0: oh my goodness so according, according to you, the you reason. know it's always the ones that are against the lgbt community and that one that, that, that uh, the family values people they're always the ones that get caught in the restroom so in all actuality, it kind of relates to our thing because you know he kind of opened
1: well the window or even possibly the shutters and <laughs> oh he opened the window all right. he opened it yeah. all and
0: went right into the gutters and and okay there right right we go the gutters okay so for the next segment now what we're gonna do we already thanked our uh our inspirations the girls from morbid and the guy and girl from scared to death and and uh Dakota ring that was the other one So, our next segment, every week, every episode, Philip is going to give us what he calls, what do you call it, the horoscope? Well, they're
1: going to be weekly horoscopes and, or horror, like horoscopes. Yeah, because they're kind of dark. And for some of you, some of you, some of you out there, it's going to be horoscopes
0: because we know what y'all do. Horoscopes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh god i can't wait till you get to cancer and leo okay we'll see what kind of horoscope that is oh yeah (laughs) all right so So let's let's roll with them aries even though you might be worn
1: out from trying to shave off a few pounds of zombie flesh you acquired over the past couple of weeks or revive yourself from that failed attempt to create an elixir of immortality this is probably a great week for a night trip out with friends to drink by the light of the moon. You're telling a zombie to go on a night trip with friends. Right, right. You know, that's just normal. Okay. Just avoid confrontations with any creatures that might
0: emerge from a dark body of water. Oh, yeah. Those creatures that emerge from dark bodies of water. Especially Lake,
1: be... Lake Train after midnight. You know,
0: oh, completely... the Mississippi River. Mm. Uh, all
1: of that, yeah. Mm. Well, Taurus. Oh, the bull. Mm-hmm. Sex with mysterious strangers in a back alley might be on the menu this week.
0: Oh, i got to tell you something. That's not only tourists who do that kind of stuff.
1: Oh, no, no, no. But it's really on the menu for them. Oh. But they still need to use protection. That includes a damn face mask to go along with your ribbed condom. Yes, exactly. Enjoy whatever socially distant dungeon you happen to discover. As a side note, just because you had to delay any vacations... With the extraterrestrials doesn't mean you can't plan it for the future.
0: Um, now, I don't, I don't think that was bad, too bad for tourists. No, that wasn't yeah, too bad. Too. They're having some fun. They're having the, you know, hey, hey. sex things. And, but I don't know those dark creatures coming out of the water. That's kind of. Gemini's, on the other hand, you better hope
1: those bodies you buried and those skeletons you have in the closet stay there. Oh, Be careful to whom you tell your dirty little secrets. Because by the light of day, it might
0: all be exposed. Zombies are not very pretty by the light of day anyway. Well, Gemini's aren't zombying out too much yet. Oh, they're not zombies yet? No, not yet.
1: Not yet. (laughs) They might be carving, I don't know what they're doing. They're doing something with them. However, this may be a time to encourage you to head out into the deep waters from which you heard the sirens call. The sirens?
0: Yeah, you know they They're going to the, deep the water mermaids are. Come on, we live in—we don't live that far from the Gulf Coast. Well, that's true. And they, do you think they have sirens in the Dol- Gulf Coast? And there's
1: rumors out there.
0: Yeah, well, I know they have a lot of sirens, like on you know on Bourbon Street.
1: True. Yeah. this is
0: true. Yeah. Cancer.
1: Feeling fierce and feeling empowered by those spirits in almost every mirror you look into this week. You should definitely slay the night away and paint the town red with oh. the blood of your enemies. Oh, I get to paint the town red with the blood of my enemies? enemies? Okay, but but wait. I'll, I do have one note of caution. Oh. Make oh. sure your sword or knife is sharper than the other person's. I oh,
0: will always keep my swords and knives sharp. Okay. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> now, you, you're you usually close to Leo. You're on the cusp. Well, right? yeah, you know, and I think, you see, the cancer is kind of coming, comes out at me now later in life. I've gotten to be more of a homebody and enjoy being home and uh, binge watching Tiger King. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> I, I Also, my theater stuff, you know, I have all those years in the theater and that's Leo. That's ego, ego, Oh yeah, ego. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Leo is the theater. That is the theater. Well,
1: Leo's, we had a good one for you this week. Your devil make here attitude this week might be what the devil himself has in order for you. Really? Your inner demons are your friends this week, so have a good time and enjoy dancing in the shadows. Just do the rest a favor and avoid the split pea soup.
0: Wait a go- minute, I make a great split pea soup.
1: I mean, and I, mean- I don't dance. But see, your good time could become someone else's
0: nightmare of cleaning up your mess. That's all the time. Ex-Curtis, he's always having to clean up my mess. Well. Curtis is my roommate. <laughs> he cleans up behind me all the time. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Oh, Virgos. We got a
1: good one for oh, y'all this week, but it really ain't good for y'all. It's to kind of give y'all a little slap upside my dad, the face. That's my and name. I love my Virgo people. Don't get me wrong, but listen up. Light your candles. Say your prayers. Just remember that this black fog of doom may just be a fart of your own personal imagination.
0: Yes. There's a fart in horoscope. Of their personal imagination. Oh, they imagine having gas? (laughs) Yeah, and it's a black fog of doom that they've Uh, created. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not one of my favorite black vlogs. that do to exactly. me either.
1: If you find time to relax, that you might even realize there are quite a few friends on the other side as well as this one willing to help. Take that long walk through the haunted woods without leaving behind a trail of breadcrumbs. I mean, because the signs say to not feed the animals, and besides, you probably aren't returning anyhow. Oh. Change of scenery could be welcome.
0: That could be taken, not really, that could be disturbing on so many levels. It could be taken so the, many ways. Got,
1: so I know some have got their minds <coughs> going crazy right now. They just really need to take that time. Yeah, when they listen to this, yeah. I don't think that's going to make them feel any better. Probably not.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Libra. Seducing others like a well-seasoned succubus might be in fashion. Time to cast those glamours. Use those powers of persuasion and light up that holiday cheer. You only live once. And for some that might encounter you, this is the lesson they should learn. You might find out that killing them with kindness may take on a whole new meaning. P.S.
0: Hide the poison in the sweets. Oh, oh! thank God I didn't eat my other roommate's homemade Heavenly hash. Was, were they, they a Libra? Where a po- huh? Were they a Libra? I don't know. Would, uh, oh, it could have been made by Libra. Who knows that? The no, no, it was made by William. <laughs> oh, well, did I don't you know put, William. Did you put poison in that Heavenly Hash? No, I did eat some of it, but all it really did was spike my sugar. I think you're gonna be okay though. Yeah, it spiked my sugar, but I don't think William poison does. <laughs> <laughs> Scorpio, time to
1: get back to slumbering and your be. Dazzled coffin, bitches. Your bloodlust for life recently left you overextended and sucking your own blood after feasting on the souls of others. That is very disgusting. Well, they do that often. I mean, I'm a scorpion myself, so I know You this. suck on the blood of others while feasting
0: on their... Whatever it a, a, you it.
1: know, in a, in, a, in a, you know,
0: figurative. Oh, kind figuratively. Of like,
1: yeah, you know.
0: Not grossly.
1: <laughs> hopefully not. Gourly. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful with your own resources so that you can relish in the winter of others' discontent. Also, make sure that all flesh passes the smell test and take your herbs and vitamins. Oh. Sagittarius. Oh. Yeah, that's my man. My man's a Sagittarius. You know, these are ones born around Thanksgiving, right? Well, Thanksgiving and going in through into December, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Emerging from the tomb door like a mummy being wrapped up and tucked away for thousands of years, you are ready to get down to business. Many will be cursed by your presence, but some lucky few may even be blessed by association. Like the Valkyrie of old, you hold the power of life and death for most that decide to battle. May the odds be in their favor. You have sounded the purge horn. Even with so much to do,
0: there will still only be a small window to do it. Well, it wasn't so bad.
1: I mean, they're kind of powerful. This way. Yeah, they are... things
0: coming out of the lake and everything, you know. Man, well, that's true. Yeah. They go ugly creatures coming out the lake.
1: I know a lot of people don't like when the Sagittarius is whole power control, but the Sagittarius sure love when they
0: do. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I've known a few Sagittariuses. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you remember her, Marcy Marcel. Oh, she was a Sagittarius. loved. Loved Shit. her. I total, loved her. Total Sagittarius. <laughs> total. Everybody loved her. She was, she, she, ah, I miss her. I wish she I was back. I miss her a lot. Mm. I'd love to have had her on here. Oh, she would have been great. We wouldn't have gotten the word in. Probably you, not. But <laughs> been good. It would have been a good time having yes. her all, Oh, she would have been gr- a great guest. Mm. Capricorn.
1: Sex mixed with candy and rock and roll with Satan. Time to cash in on that secret deal you made with the Dark Lord. Any black masses should be held off for a couple of weeks, though. Yeah, well, I guess we
0: have to be postpone that black mass, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: Just, just a couple of weeks. That's all to. It's not a, a whole of month weeks. or anything. Yeah. Yeah, Nonetheless, you still have plenty of aces up your sleeves, if in a bond. Heads are going to roll, and you are going to need some more freezer space. So thaw out what you need for now.
0: Uh, Well, we got a lot of freezer space now. We just cleaned out the freezer. Oh, that's good. And we have already eaten all the Thanksgiving leftovers. Oh, my. That's excellent. Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. You had a good Thanksgiving? Yeah. I ate like $25 worth of oyster dressing. (laughs) (laughs) It was just me and the cat. No, well, Curtis got a little bit of it. (laughs) I I ate most of it.
1: (laughs) Aquarius. Sorry you had to miss out on your winter cruise tour of the Bermuda Triangle, but there are plenty of sights and sounds at your local cemetery. Astral projections may be unplanned this week, but who knows where you might find yourself in the matrix. Place a to-go order for two, have mystical pizza with one of your many ghostly admirers. Place a little glitter on those skulls that are laying around, Makes them look a little more festive. Yeah, you know we yeah. love festive. Well, yeah, you gotta put glitter on the skulls, huh? You know, otherwise right. they're just skulls. And finally, set the holiday lights up to call those otherworldly beings.
0: Oh, them world the worldly beings. Yes,
1: they love the lights. They
0: love them. They, they like them twinkling. That's yes. why they come around around Christmas time and look twinkling and blinking. Eat blank. your Christmas tree and everything, <laughs> you know. I'll <laughs> Pisces. Oh, them fish.
1: Oh yes, honey. Looks like you just got invited to your own little personal freak show dinner theater. Only your closest friends are
0: allowed to attend. Is that like fish that swam in water by a <laughs> nuclear power plant? Is that kind of freak show that is? Possible. Oh, okay. In some variation. You no, know, like on The Simpsons when Mr. <laughs> Burns had that pet fish with the two heads.
1: You're and- right. <laughs> you... Were- you- you are okay to eat and drink what you like, except the fruit basket in the middle of the table. That is off limits. That sounds like the tree in the Garden of Eden. Kind of is in its own way, but it's mm. something else. Just off limits. No questions. Don't ask. Just don't eat.
0: Oh, that talking snake's going to come up there and tell them, eat that fruit.
1: Probably so. Yeah. You know, they can't help themselves. Right. Also, but, well, there's enough alcohol though. They're not going to even worry
0: about the fruit basket, okay? But no. but
1: they're, it's going to be a, it's going to haunt yeah, them. Yeah, get them, them mean, drunk
0: that. enough, and they would They should just. That, but why didn't God think of that? He all he had to do was get Adam and Eve drunk, and they wouldn't even thought about that trick. Exactly. Also, don't give
1: anyone new your real name. Keep a secret identity.
0: Well, That's just common sense. Well, the Pisces definitely need to do this this week. For certain reasons. That means he's going to be getting a lot of calls from some guy with a foreign accent named Jim. That wants his social security number and credit card number or the police are waiting a block away to pick it up. Well, not all calls are bad, though.
1: A booty call from the spirit realm at 3 a.m. in the morning could happen for Pisces. Things do go bump in the night.
0: Booty calls can be... mm, 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 You know, kiss. (laughs)
1: and i got that from the girls yes and that is our weekly
0: horoscopes for this week hope y'all enjoyed that oh that was wonderful i enjoyed it i know that much what i have to do before we go to a commercial break is i have to um credit our opening music the creepy a creepy lullaby by inspector J of freesound.org And his website is www.jsaw.c0.uk. And he's got some really great stuff there. Some of it, it, you know, is is free. And some of it you have to pay a little fee for. But he's got some really good stuff. And if you use something of his, you have to make sure you credit him for it. So thank you, Jay. And we love using it. And we will be back after this commercial. Okay, our uh, commercial actually came after the music. We didn't see that at first. We're new to this. We're just starting. So um, today's uh, subject is um, something that happened right here in New Orleans. You know, we are like one of the most haunted cities in America. And um, we're going to talk today about one of the most notorious serial killers and notorious residents of New Orleans. You know what her name is? Her name is Marie Delphine LaLaurie. Ooh. Now, you guys probably know her from American Horror Story. Or if you've been to New Orleans and been on a ghost tour, you have definitely heard. Now, in American Horror Story, she was played by Kathy Bates, who was wonderful. In the role that she had, but we're going to have to, we're breaking, we're bursting some American horror story, but yeah, we are. Okay. First of all, Delphine looked nothing like Kathy Bates. She actually was a beauty. Kathy Bates is a great actress. We love her, but I wouldn't call her a beauty. Would you?
1: I mean, in her own way, but yeah, yeah. not
0: not not like super. No, not not like the classic beauty. She's. she's I'm like, not here for body shaming. She's things, uh, no, she's no. Not, it's not, not body shaming. She's 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 not in the the type of beauty. Like, look at this picture, of Delphine. Here, look at the Very waistline. Very different than Kathy Bates. I yes. mean, she has a waistline that looks like it's about 22. <laughs> you know, and I mean, you know, the thing about these pictures is, you know, this woman was probably prettier in person because paintings never do justice. You know, it's true. But anyway, um, she didn't look like Kathy Bates. She probably would look more like Jessica Lange. She would have been that type of woman. But but we did learn a few things about her
1: from from the show. I mean, I mean, you do remember when she cut the chick uh, the chicken's head off and had the blood squirt at her, right? Yeah. She taught us that she had an original recipe for fried chicken long before the Colonel or Copeland. Really? Yes. Before
0: Popeyes? Yes. Before churches? Yes, honey. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well we can thank her for that much. Exactly. And and
1: she was already had her own rejuvenation process with the blood on the face long before many of the cosmetic companies we have nowadays. But
0: wasn't didn't she get that from Elizabeth Battery? That's true. That's, that's a, true. That's yeah, what that, that was, really that was much, stolen. Yeah, that's true. I think that, that I think they took that from Elizabeth Battery. Another thing too. Okay. She and Marie Laveau were not mortal enemies. You know why? Because they never met. No, I mean, that was total artistic license. Like, okay, you know, like, you know, everybody knows that Mary Queen of Scots and Elizabeth and Queen Elizabeth I never met. Yet they made a movie in the 70s called Mary Queen of Scots starring uh, Vanessa Redgrave and Glenda Jackson. You cannot have a movie with Vanessa Redgrave and Glenda Jackson. (laughs) Glenda. The Good Witch of the (laughs) North. You can't have a movie with Glenda Jackson and Vanessa Redgrave and not have them have a scene together. That's blasphemy. Yes. And I mean, Angela Bassett was amazing. And you had to put... They, so they, they concocted the scene where they see where Mary and, and Elizabeth secretly meet in the forest and talk. Ooh. Something that never happened. It's We call it artistic license. Exactly. So she never met Marie Laveau. And first of all, we're all, we actually going to do uh, an episode on Marie Laveau in the future. So I don't want to touch too much on her now. But Marie Laveau would never have had a slave for a lover. Because back then, she was a free woman of color. She would not have even traveled in the same circles with any of the slaves, except maybe to, you know, have them serve her when she visited someone's house. The
1: only, the only thing that we could possibly say is that Marie Laveau was a contemporary of Lollary and may have had some knowledge of her, but there is no actual. Documented encounters between but, the yeah, two. Yeah, well, you know, a wearing. lot,
0: a lot of wealthy socialites went to um, went to Marie Laveau for different things. Oh, yeah. Things. So, yeah she, so she was going to have, so have no was a hairdresser. Yeah. So she likely could have done
1: Delphine's hair, right? Or been connected to people that were friends, yeah,
0: of Delphine's, or at least acquaintances of Delphine's. Now, um, another thing about Delphine is the American Horror Story portrayed her as this. Southern, kind of, I know—I hate to use the word cracker because it's probably kind of uh, racist. But this Southern woman with a Southern accent and calling black people the really horrible names like Darkie. But the real Delphine wouldn't have spoken like that. She only spoke French. She may have spoken French and Spanish. Yeah, she spoke she, Spanish as well. But she didn't speak English. Now, uh, getting on to Delphine, she was born Marie Delphine McCarty on March 19th, 1787 in Spanish Louisiana, New Orleans. Her parents were, let's see if I could pronounce this. Her father was Louis Louis Bartholomew de Macarte, and her mother was marie Jean L'Abel, also known as the Widow, the widow Le Comte because she had been married before. She was a widow when she married Louis McCarty. And they were a European Creole community, uh, you know, big society people. So it's definitely pretty pretty sure. We're pretty sure that Delphine grew up in a privileged atmosphere. Without a doubt. Now we see when Delphine was four years old, there was a Haitian revolution, slave revolution. And the slaves revolved and killed their own masters and killed the children and everything. And that caused a lot of people here in the in the, in the United States and here in, uh, that was 1791. We weren't quite American yet. We were still Spanish. But that caused a lot of the um, slave owners. And then there was also, yeah, there was the Point Coupe conspiracy in 1794. And then there was the German coast here in Louisiana. Oh, yes.
1: That's Louisiana. that's
0: what Oak Alley and, and Laura Plantation and all that is. So that probably could have had Delphine, you know, that, that made a lot of the slave owners want to be more strict. And that probably could have had something to do with her psyche and the way she wound up um, eventually treating their slaves. Now, Delphine was married three times. Her first marriage was to Don Ramon de Lopez An- An- Ang- Angulo. It's so a her? Spanish man. The Spanish royal, a uh, high-ranked Spanish royal office. Oh, wow. And one other thing I forgot to mention is Delphine's family. She had a... Um, so
1: she had to come from status to even marry. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Her, her, um, her, um, she had a cousin that was a was a mayor of, Louis, of New Orleans, and she had a, her... Um, and her uncle by marriage, Esteban Rodriguez de Miro, was the governor of Spanish American Providence in Louisiana from 1785 to 1791, Louisiana and Florida. So, yes, yeah, she came from status. She definitely was a child of privilege. So she married, uh, this man, Don Ramon de Lopez, the Aguilano. <laughs> These names, I swear. And in 18, uh, after the American acquisition, after the Louisiana Purchase, it was then again a French territory. Don Ramon was a up- huge Do what you had to do. I mean, the, the
1: whole business is the whole business is the whole business, you know? So, finally we get to the 19th century. And, and,
0: we're, and America's already... And
1: America... We're going to talk about some things in the world, but we really want to talk about how important America! This idea—they really saw it as the necessary evil because it was kind of needed. We—I mean—we're talking about America in the sense in the 19th century. We were still moving across the country. Yeah. There was still moving, you know, into the Midwest, into the West. all these things were going on in the 19th century. So they were really allowing. There was still so much pioneering, so much exploration that still had to be done, that mildly men were doing doing that process, and yeah. there were only some women moving along, some of those women usually were the ones that were profiting that well, were you know, prostitutes. I talked to
0: you about this off off off, um, off mic, but uh, we had uh, Western TV show Gunsmoke. <laughs> you did tell uh, me about it. Miss Kitty, who was like, was she kind of a, uh, Marshall Dillon's love interest or something? But Miss Kitty was the saloon owner but she always had a lot of makeup and the fake mole and everything. She was always all made up. It was a saloon girl look. And she had girls working for her upstairs. And I remember my mom saying, they tried to tell us that she's just a saloon woman, but you know she's a madam. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. But nobody... Okay, for the first part of the 19th century, it was like, okay, so you're, there's prostitutes? Yeah, there is. There's brothels? So be it. Like, nobody thought... Like, it was just part of life but in America. But the Civil War? Actually, before. 1830s is when we see in certain the cities the police are starting to be formed. You start to get more urbanization. So more of the Industrial yeah. Revolution is more the factor here. Uh, right, gone we get this idea of the streetwalkers and things. These women doing the streetwalking, so less of an actual brothel house. Mm-hmm. And that became a problem. But, uh, and so people started to be like, oh, well, we can't just have a prostitute roaming the streets like yes. And they were like, uh, we, like, so that was, that was starting to bother people's um, sensitivities to where we get to the point of the Page Act of 1875.
0: This is after and, the Civil War. And
1: it was after the Civil War and was passed by Congress and forbid any importation of women for the purpose of prostitution. Like, I was just So this means no more foreign
0: prostitutes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: What well, I was just trying to say is, in Gone with the Wind, it was a brothel. And Bill, and yeah. a 1939 movie really made no bones about what she was. No. You know, and that, that was really, I think that movie was considered kind of grisque for its time. Yeah. You know, for 1939. But uh, I'm getting ahead of things. Let's go ahead. So back then, like we're
1: saying, for most of the 19th century, being a hoe, being a prostitute, it was known. Like, it was known all over the country to have happened.
0: And we're getting close to our own Storyville now, aren't we?
1: Yes. But the sensitivities were starting to change towards that later part of the 19th century. Yeah,
0: Carrie Nation, like I said in the last episode. We're getting
1: where even the Protestant thing is taking a very evangelical thing and people that were middle class upstanding, because you remember that middle class was starting to grow towards the end. They were like, getting a little more sensitive about there being an and idea a, and of prostitution. And the
0: suffragettes.
1: And you get into the feminism. Early, the,
0: feminists, the early feminists were actually rather conservative. We exactly. they, were, they were extremely Christian and the religious. Which,
1: and that's actually by the early 20th century. It was the Women's Christian Temperance Union was the ones that actually ended up causing not just the end of Nation prostitution. Nation was, was the founder at, of that. But also... The prohibition. Prohibition. On the well, alcohol. She was known
0: for going into the saloons with her hatchet and, and smashing them up.
1: But just of note, in America, in the West, prostitution served a very important role. In the West, a red, like these were some, like we said, some of the first women to help pioneer the move out west. And the role and what they supplied with—I know you see, like we were talking about
0: with the, with the Gunsmoke, the saloon. Yeah, Miss Kitty. They were brothels. Miss
1: Kitty was probably oh, she's bad. i running. This yeah, well, thing yeah, with all the girls.
0: And you know there was uh, this. Is, this really happened. There's a Judy Garland musical called The Harvey Girls, and what happened is—is is this actually happened in the West? In order to compete with the, the, the working girls these men opened these steakhouses, these restaurants, and they hired girls from all over the country, young girls looking for husbands. They weren't prostitutes, they were were young virgins. And they worked them as waitresses in these restaurants. And it happens in this movie, but it actually happened like this in real life. Uh, What's really funny is is Angela Lansbury plays (laughs) the madam in this. And so funny to see Jessica Fletcher as a madam, but anyway, uh, and Judy Garland's a good girl, you know, <clears> this <throat> drug addict. But anyway, they they actually were furious because these girls were coming and they were marrying the men, and which was taken away from their clientele. Because they had young pretty girls at home, they didn't need the washed up old hookers, you know. So. Oh, damn. But
1: these women weren't important. Like you say, they, what we, we, we fail to realize in the West, these women actually amassed wealth, amassed power, and they were integral, actually, in creating the sense of community in some of these old West towns. Yeah. That we look, you know. And at some level, some of these women were so powerful, they actually keep some of these men in
0: line. Uh, Miss Kitty used to keep Marshall Dillon and I. Yes, ma'am,
1: she did. (laughs) She
0: did. And he listened to her.
1: Let's, uh, I do want to talk about some more with the 19th century, though. There are, um, some definite issues. We definitely talked a lot about, um, go listen to our Storyville episodes and things along that. But, um... Things that were going on in Europe, they were dealing with some severe problems of infectious diseases, contagious oh, diseases. Yeah. So the UK and France, particularly, uh, probably which would be mainly Paris and I mean I'm saying there aren't other cities, but Paris and London were having problems with the proliferation of
0: disease
1: through. So your idea of the French whore, <laughs> oh, yeah, the saying, French whore
0: was literally. I a- just see here in Storyville, New Orleans, we had potash. <laughs> that potash kept it away
1: And this also lended into a lot of their colonies Because you need to remember Some of their colonies were different little islands And things in the Caribbean And other places All going on And even getting into Asia Now the thing was There was this Interesting thing about In Russia though Where they actually Sort of allowed these government-sanctioned brothels, and they allowed prostitution. This is still under the era of the Tsar, okay? Yeah. So this is the era, and where even even Leo Tolstoy put this in sort of his um, the depictions in his books as well. So this this was uh, interestingly allowed in um, Russia, which we'll get into a little bit. Later on, why that, how that changes yeah. once we move into the Soviet era. But still talking about the 19th century, there were a couple of problems. The ideas of yellow slave traffic and what was called white slave traffic. Yeah. Okay? And the yellow slave traffic was where we saw all over the world all these Asian women. So that was everything from South Asians, like Indians, uh, Chinese women, Japanese women, Southeast Asian women. All were being transported all over the world, which makes it very interesting when we were talking about the Page Act because that was part of the problem. The Page Act was trying to resolve was this to stop that importation, especially in America, of these women from from the East. What was going <laughs> on? Uh, of course, some stuff wasn't always with that. Actually, considered the Asian women, more of that issue had to do with racist white people worried about the mass nation of the race, you know, where yeah, like, the met racist mix. And all yeah. That. So there was a little bit of a racist tinge more than a caring tinge on that. Although there were some people that were caring about the idea of putting people in slavery. Yeah. So for white slavery, the issue was for a lot of European women. And it actually lends into something we see later on, which I'll go ahead and just mention now since we're on it which is still done to this day to a level, but women of the continental Europe were actually sent off to high paying clients to become prostitutes in parts of Asia oh. and things. And in, you like oh, So, so high paying clients would try to get that would want to have that white woman from Europe and they would pay a good oh, dollar money yeah. for that. So it did lend to some women being put into slavery. Yeah. Take that to today. With trafficking, we actually see that heavily happening with Eastern European women being trafficked. And oh. guess where they're being sent? Oh,
0: I got our music going I on. Know, I know, yeah. <laughs>
1: Turn, <laughs> oh,
0: I accidentally turned on one so of the episodes. That even, you heard our anchor <laughs> commercial start. <laughs> that ends up into the modern. You see, you gotta love this. This is like live radio, <laughs> and we don't cut any of it out. And there may be some listeners
1: out there that don't like me saying that, but we do have to this day Eastern European women who are white that are being sent to Dubai and other places um, and to other, like, say, even, even a higher paying Asian clients. Some
0: of these women that you get kidnapped and you never see them again. You know, I mean, some of them, that they think that the killer got them and they never found their body, that's where they could be. Yeah. Especially some of these children, like these little girls that get picked up and these little boys. They, probably, yeah. they could be somewhere like yeah. that. They're not in Disney World.
1: Now, just like what happened in the West, we actually also saw places like Australia, New Zealand, many other mining towns throughout Latin America, where we saw this um, in the 19th century, Going to, where we saw this proliferation of the um, prostitution, including, actually, Australia, I think, still actually has legal brothels to this day. Well do we still have legal brothels in Nevada? We have some in Nevada that are allowed. So that kinda of harkens back to our old history of the the American West. We still have a little pocket out there in, in Nevada that still holds that ideal. Um, in Australia though in New Zealand it was very, very important. But they dealt once again there was a point I was reading where in some circles they were dealing where they there was a little racist tension there where they start to get like, oh, we may not want the mixing of these races going on And yeah. children being produced and So there is some racism that does come out of yeah. that as well uh, So moving more into kind of the 20th century We've talked about a few different things already uh, One of the things going back to Russia for a second The Soviet Union and even before that A lot of communism actually looked down on prostitution. Yeah. They looked at it as an evil of capitalism Well it's a capitalist thing It's people making money And they looked at it as an exploitation of the laborer The worker Yeah, uh, Who could be used for something um, better However Once you end up later on down the line In communism and in some of these things Whether we're looking at China Or Russia or whatever Through the era There were times when economies didn't, weren't doing so well So what do you think those women had
0: to resort to? Well, to make not, some money. They were resorting uh, to some... Pro- not only... And men do. Yeah, I was going to say, not only the women.
1: And some men were resorting to it as well. But, yeah, it definitely came prolific. Now, a couple of other issues in the 20th century was the UK actually had the Sexual Offenses Act of 1956... And they also had the Sexual Offenses Act of 2003, which was kind of uh, revisioning of that act. So the U.K. had gotten to where they were sort of trying to criminalize sort of the...
0: Well, is this this before or after Jack the Ripper?
1: Oh, this is 20th century, 1956. Uh, 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 It was way after Jack the Ripper. Let me touch on Jack the Ripper for a second. Yeah,
0: What was that? Uh, That Whitechapel area. A lot of the prostitutes there were women who were widowed, there were no widow's benefits or anything. When a woman's husband died, she was destitute. And she had, had sometimes she had no other recourse. That's why all Jack the Ripper's uh, victims were women in their late 40s. Because that's all, the, these were women that had been married, and that had, they, they probably fell into alcoholism because of what they had to do. And that's all, the, 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 you know, there were no, you know, women lawyers and doctors and anything like that. It was, they had their husbands. And if their husbands died young, while they were still in their 40s or still in their 30s, they were, they were, they were subject to prostitution. Yeah.
1: Well, let me make one little correction on what I said about the UK thing. It didn't actually criminalize the act of prostitution itself, but it did criminalize or prohibit, like, how you if you ran a brothel or if you actually solicited it for paid sex oh, so okay. that was the part that it actually criminalized i don't want to the actual act of the prostitute doing her job they didn't actually criminalize um so we, we need to get back to
0: the 20th century now
1: yeah um but but uh, and i'll get into a couple of the horrors of things in a little bit as well in the 20th century but Um, because we'll just mention it right now. Then there were other horrors earlier before 1956 and a lot of them were military based. Yeah. Where we saw Japanese as they went through Southeast Asia, they did some horrible things to, to the women. They, they've done horrible things across, uh, but they did as far as they think kind of like the comfort women in, in Southeast Asia and all enforcing the women into that. Um, we also noticed throughout, even ours, the American soldiers. There was things where they were having to combat this idea of the American soldier sleeping with prostitutes, right. things going on, and well, stuff happening on, especially with World War One.
0: Get with that. Think of World War One and the Great Depression. A lot of the, and this is the same thing that happened when the Soviet Union fell to Russian soldiers. They didn't have all the veterans' benefits and all like we have today. That's something that started with World War Two, more or less. And a lot of the veterans, they were young. They had, they may have had some post traumatic stress from them. They were, in some ways, they were unemployable, and then jobs were very scarce during the Great Depression. And a lot of World War One veterans were prostituting. Yeah. They were, they were pro. They were, they were selling themselves to. Oh, some of the men. Yeah. Wealthier, yeah. rich men.
1: Yeah.
0: They may, you know, they they weren't gay themselves, but they were. They they had to, they had to suck dick. Now <laughs> I do want
1: to also talk about japan on another level because there's a lot of misconceptions things like an older form of prostitute going back sort of like into like uh 15th century and all that was known as the uh the, if i'm getting this wrong the wrong the Oiran, which uh really was during when then we talk about the portuguese and all being in japan and all of that <sighs> but later on we get into the floating world of the geishas and i'm gonna relate this to 20th century in a second geishas are not prostitutes If anyone had saw the movie Memoirs of Geisha, this expressly showed the differences between a geisha and a prostitute. That does not mean the geisha did not participate in sexual activities. But a lot of times it was, there was a whole order to how it was done. Because the geisha served the ideals of the floating, what is known as the floating world. So they were trained in music, the arts. It was an idea of beauty. That doesn't mean sexual acts weren't performed. Yeah. The issue why I bring this up, though, is post-World War II, with the American occupation in Japan and the things after that, some of these geishas, in order to make money and have some career, they had to act more like prostitutes on yeah. some of the Americans' shoulders. Yeah. And they do depict that in memoirs of a geisha. Yeah. And it actually was, in a way, a little disgracing to their profession, but it was yeah. what they had to do to get through the time so just wanted to kind of throw that and mention that now moving back to the 20th century towards the end talking in the 1980s we had a similar problem well to the 16th 17th
0: century with syphilis we had the AIDS crisis well in the, the 1960s 19- another thing I wanted to touch oh, go ahead the 1960s the sexual revolution kind of hurt their business a bit a lot because oh yeah, you had all these all these girls and these boys giving them away for free, and it was you know the free love and the hippie girls and everything like that, and nobody was having to pay for it, so it really hurt it, and it didn't start picking up again until like the deuce the nineteen seventies yeah, and when we were getting into porno chic, which pornography we're talking about in Would another you- episode yes, but pornography is the offspring of prostitution.
1: So the problem in America in the 1980s, and throughout the world, but specifically America, we want to talk about America, 1980s, the AIDS crisis happened. So what happened under that is prostitution went from being, where before it was often thought of as a misdemeanor and how whatever, they started to now make it a felony. They started yeah. to, and this was under Reagan, they started to increase, you know, the sentencing underneath it, all these things. Yeah, they
0: were even saying that, you know, it, 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 they could get charged with murder if someone was infected, even unknowingly.
1: And so, to this day, in parts of the U, in a lot of the U.S., prostitution is still is very much a felony and is very much not legalized. And your prostitutes are treated not very well by the law. Yeah, you know, and. I don't think that's right. Whereas our counterparts across the pond in Europe, so to speak, they started adopting what was known by the late, even the late 90s, that started into the 21st century with the 2000s all. But the start with the Swedes in 1999, the Swedish model, which started to try to start some of the process of actually decriminalizing uh, um, what we know as that. So hopefully we can maybe take a little more idea of how we look at prostitution and take that from um, definitely the, uh, the Swedes and the other, a lot of the other Nordic countries and other European countries that are doing a better job, including even Germany is trying to do some really good ideas even recently as of 2017 of how they really deal with sort of the framework. However, there is some opposition even from the sex workers because some of them... Some sex workers do profit from it being illegal, you know? Yeah, (laughs) especially the pimps. Well, but even some of the prostitutes that are higher level profit from the idea of it not being overly regulated. They Mm -hmm. don't want it all regulated or taxed or done like that. But I think it would be safer in the long run for that... um, to be had, and and we're gonna definitely get into a lot more of that underneath when we talk about the future of both pornography and and and, and prostitution. We'll get into a lot of where we think all of that and going
0: has to. changed the formats of it has changed. Like it was brothels pretty much all the way from the beginning to say Storyville time, and then they still you start having the street girls. Well, actually, was, we had brothels all the way into, like the the '60s and '70s.
1: Well, yeah, well, and well, if you remember my talking, it was around in the 1800s, around the 1830s, we switched from the idea of brothel to the what was known as the actual streetwalkers. And then in the Sorry.
0: and then in like the 19, I'd say around the 1960s, the call girls. Oh, no, well, then, yeah, in the 20th yeah, that, century, that was when, you know, when the girl that would call the the phone number you would call her, and she was like, you know, and then now to, and then it went to. Yeah, the escort services. And, the, you know, I don't even know if a brothel would even make it right now. But in, in, in Europe, they still have them with the big glass windows where they pose in front of the windows. Kind of like the crib girls in Storyville. So, and you also had, uh, and then you also have, today you have the apps. Because, you know, the, the male prostitute a rent boy and then there's, the, you know, there's apps to find an escort. So it changes with the technology, too. The thing is though, I will still say though,
1: I wanna see legalized prostitution, but at the same time it has to be alongside us really combating trafficking. Yeah. I mean there are some horrors. We already talked about what's going on with Eastern European women. Yeah. There are that is actually they had actually saw Afghan prostituting young boys even. Yeah.
0: Well in, in, in Afghanistan. Well that's yeah. happening in uh in, that's also happening. In trafficking too, they 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 kidnap young boys. And
1: even if we look at the current, what we're dealing with is a lot of Latin America right now is dealing with these cartels actually putting young people, men, boys and girls, and their mothers and and other people into prostitution. And yeah. this and that's why I'm not going to get into huge politicization of the the border crisis, but I am saying have a heart for a moment. Yeah, think empathy. about what these people are going through, you know, and, and think for a moment, they're trying, some of their desperation is trying to flee that, you know, yeah. uh, we're going to get into, like I said, on another episode, we're going to get into the future of where all this is going, but, uh, we really want you to think about how important
0: prostitution is to society and has been and it's amazing since the business. dawn of time. Yeah. So anyway, before we go, uh, follow us on Twitter at a at a shudders. Follow our official re- Instagram page is uh, at Open Shudders Podcast. Our Facebook business page is uh, Open Shudders, a creepy podcast. Our Facebook group page is the official page for Open Shudders, a creepy podcast. Uh, we want our patron. People, I know anybody who's listening to this already is a pa- uh, a patron, but spread it to your friends. www.patreon.com/openshelters, and you can email us at openshelters at yahoo.com, and please review us on Apple. It's very important. We really and truly need that. So until next time, enjoy the view from the open shutters. Let's all fall out the window. I don't think she thought she was going to get caught. I think she—I don't think she thought the children were ever going to be found, and I think people were going. She thought people were going to continue to believe that some black man took the car and took the children too. And another thing, reason why I said it didn't—well, she kept making excuses even after all of that got came. All all the stuff the that story came
1: back. Then it became the question of, oh well. I kind of, it got out of my hand and it just went, see what I'm saying? She didn't just like, it wasn't like when Diane Dan shot the children in the car. Right, she is still. She let the vehicle go and so now she could say, she could. She even left the window to say, I know I just let it go but I didn't really want to let it go and by the time I could have done something I really couldn't do it. And, well, but you did it. Now, you still uh, let the vehicle go into right, the lake. Right, right. Into right. the water. Oh, oh, did you see that part? talking about that they did a re like an experiment
0: yeah they show show the what, car exactly like what the, the kids
1: had. would have went and that was to really give the jury a feeling of what those kids had to go through in those last minutes what they would have experienced and i can just imagine the older which they're both little but the older one he's trying to think can i get out can well, i save my little brother
0: the little one was probably just crying. He was just. He, the little one he, probably didn't
1: even know how to take. Yeah, uh, very. All low, he could do is cry. But he, the older he one. He
0: just knew there was turmoil going on. But around. the older, the one, I older one understood to, what was out, happening.
1: And he was probably struggling to get out and get his brother out. And I just imagined that horror. What, what
0: really what really upset me is experiencing it through the camera when the police put a camera. I'm glad in the they car, did, though. And then put the car into the, to the water, and you saw how the car was filling up. And that's what those
1: children saw That's horrible uh, Yeah and I'm glad they did do that experiment I am thankful that they did that and, 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 and that's the one thing I think if this case If we were talking about this case If it would have been say the 1960s or 1950s That wouldn't have happened So the great part about As time well, goes along She probably
0: would have gotten away with it back then yeah. probably might have got away with it because it was really unthinkable nobody would think that a mother was going to kill her kids oh blame it they would have just found a random black man and, and lynched right, him right. probably you know? yeah Oh, there's that that's, like, that's like, the, like the, the police officers and by 1990's people were a little bit more sophisticated on things and he said that, you know carjackings happen with children in the car and usually when they see there's children in the car they just abandon the car and run away Yeah, yeah, yeah. because crazy, it becomes yeah. kidnapping. And kidnapping is actually punishable. And a lot of it's, people, and and that's what he said. Most
1: statistics make sense because most people are like, "Oh no, I don't, I don't want to be thought of hurting children." They were like, "I'm just trying to get a car. I'm just trying to get a... I've uh, even heard of cases where the material. carjacker
0: leaves the car in front of a police station with the kids in it. Why, right, right, because they don't want to. No, no, they don't want
1: to deal with that. And that usually ends up working in their favor to get less of a sentence because they got. So but, yeah, you know, I don't believe
0: care. I don't believe it was just depression, and I don't believe she had any type of innocence at all. I think she planned that. She wanted that man. Oh no! Women go crazy when it comes to not not all women, let me tell you, but there are certain women and certain transgendered women too. Yes, yes, I'm yes. not talking about you. No, preach it though. It's true. When a man shows a man the attention, they go crazy, and nothing else matters. Yeah. I told you that when we talked about the downs too. Nothing else matters but that man. Yeah. I once had a young girl, and her mom had a boyfriend, and she was very, you know, the girl was maybe 13 or 14, and she had, there were younger children, too, and she had this girl taking care of the younger kids. The mom had the girl taking care of the younger kids, and she told me, you see that man over there? He comes first. He comes before us. And I thought, God, this poor child she's 13 years old and she's burdened with this roll because she's got a mother that cares more about this man than she does about her children yeah. you know and that and, and you, that it happens i have had i have known women both cis and trans that have gone crazy when they've shown any attention. Well, and that's
1: where I'm saying there was more than depression at play here. The derangement here is so far that there's way more going on than that. Yeah. You know, that's... that's I'm not saying that that wasn't a contributing factor at some part of my life, but there's a point where it went too far. It went beyond just a simple depression or even a post... This took a level of a whole other thing of... and, and, And that's what I said... The idea that everything was in the trunk—that was trying to do erasure. She was trying to erase her old life, and that was well thought out. Putting all that stuff in the vehicle like that—I
0: uh-huh. mean, oh, yeah. I mean that for me, there makes a difference. Now, I'm remembering a personal thing. That I was there during this. I remember it clearly. I was there when it was going on, and my mom was always has always been into true crime thing, and she was a. a, a, a I re, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to cover OJ, is because she was so obsessed with that case that I don't. In in a lot of ways, I don't ever want its name again, but um, I can remember you know you know those tabloid TV shows like uh, a Current Affair, and I think this <laughs> was one of them that Bill O'Reilly was on.
1: Oh goodness,
0: and um. I think it was A Current Affair. That's what it was called. And uh, they would—they did a whole episode on this with her crying. I want my baby. Blah, blah. So at the end, on the closing credits, they're playing this sad song. And they're showing videos of the babies playing with each other and everything. Just really trying to tug at your heartstrings. And I remember thinking, it was starting to make me cry. I said, you know what? They doing this to, on purpose. They doing this to make us cry. It's all about ratings with these people. That's why yeah. that's what I can't stand about Nancy Disgrace or whatever the fuck oh. her name is. She's she, I just think she's a garbage woman. I'm sorry. But she was um she was big on the Casey Anthony thing, and I hate to say that I agreed with her on something. But uh, this uh, this here these um these women you know th- th- this woman knew that she was killing those children what, It was planned out she knew right from wrong you can't blame depression and I don't
1: think she she has parole I don't think she deserves to come out not just because yeah. of children there yeah. was another point we made she's rel- she's false. eligible for
0: parole. let me let me tell them that. she's yeah. eligible for parole in 3 years in 2024
1: her her falsely putting that accusal out that there was this black carjacker. We don't know because it wasn't presented in the documentaries and things talked about, but how many black men were wrongfully arrested or pulled over during oh, I'm that sure. time frame of those nine days? Nobody wants to talk about that, but I'm sure it did happen.
0: I'm a, I am wouldn't be surprised if somebody was lynched and they just never, we so, never found or out. Or
1: somebody had was shot by or done something by police or something that we didn't know. At least beat up. Uh, or something. Know. Or went through something. You know, we are
0: talking rural South Carolina. You know, or, you know, or yeah. like a lot of times, what would happen
1: <laughs> when they found out, oh, this isn't the person, but they'd already pulled them over, maybe they planted drugs on them or they caused some other problem or said that they were resisting arrest or whatever. So, how many, how many people during that time frame? had to go through some shit because Susan Smith and her little racist ass, I'm gonna call it that. <laughs> said what she said. You, and, you because because her her that, and because of that and because that we don't even know that part. Let alone her what the horrific things that happened to her own two children. And her 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 uh ex-husband being being now left to live with this rest. Of, I am glad he though was able to remarry, have go move on with his, have two other children. All, but He's still going to carry that for the rest of his life that he lost his two little baby
0: boys. Of course. Yeah, well, he remarried and he has a daughter and a son now and he has a happy life. And I'm glad. Him in those her. interviews, and, though, was breaking my heart. And he was, But he was heartbreaking during the interviews. Uh, you know, if she didn't want those children, that man would have raised them. And you know, that lady that he married, she looks like a good lady, would have taken those kids as her own. Hey.
1: In talking about the psychology of him. Those boys a, would be grown now looked, and probably
0: had their own children.
1: If you look at her reaction upside to his reaction in the interviews, that is the most compelling thing. Because she's putting all these crocodile tears and doing all this little fake shit and all this going on. He, he, however, is what truly happens to somebody. He looked stunned, like a deer caught in the headlights. Yes, he did.